0: Are WNBA cards worth investing in? That's today's topic. All right, hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Power Sports Rememabilia Show. I am your host, Matt Powers. Thank you again for joining me. Please visit the website, com. Also, give me a follow over there on Instagram, at autographs. If you like this video, you like this channel, please feel free to like and subscribe. Definitely always appreciate it. So a few weeks ago, the WNBA cards came out onto the market. And like you, I was kind of shocked (laughs) to hear that these were coming out. I did not know this was a new product here. But it got me thinking, you know, are WNBA cards something that you should be investing in, buying? Are these things good at all? What's the quality like? And So for that, I have brought on a another expert here, Mr. Patrick Ryan. Patrick bought two cases of these things, so he's had a little bit of uh, experience with them, and he's got a little bit of investing strategy behind it. So let's go ahead and jump on into the interview with Patrick and find out what he has to say about the WNBA cards. All right, welcome back to another episode. We are joined again by Patrick Ryan. You guys know him for his famous rants on cards, and apparently, he's a soup uh, aficionado now. Uh, You can see him on uh, Instagram at VP Ryan collection, of course on Twitter at uh, P Ryan, Texas. Patrick, thanks again for joining me, man. Hey, thanks for having me on. Uh, Looking forward to talking cards and maybe talk a little bit of soup. So we're, we're talking WNBA cards today. This is kind of an odd topic. I never thought I'd be talking about WNBA cards. So before we get into the whole kind of money and investment and all that kind of stuff there, let's run through the product really quick. What are your initial thoughts on the product as far as centering condition, quality of cars, design, et
1: cetera? Well, it seems to mirror the NBA prism this year very closely in terms of condition. Um, as in there are some centering issues. And also, you know, like there's like kind of like frayed edges where the card's not damaged, it's just that it wasn't cut completely clean. And a lot of times you just run your finger against it, it comes right off. Other times it does have edging issues. So from a condition standpoint, not great, but I mean, it's kind of just what this year's Prism is in general. Um, You know, in terms of the product mix, you know, again, I generally like to stick to retail products because it's more of a volume play for getting base cards of the rookies. This is completely different because it's such a small set that in the hobby product, you're getting a good mix of color. Uh, And so, so I like that aspect of it, that every box is close to a complete set. uh, And that means that there's a good chance of hitting a nice, uh, nice parallel.
0: Yeah. You uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It looks like you bought two cases and you're, you're, your goal is I guess to sell one case and then you're going to open up one case, which by my calculation is 1,728 cards of you, you got to go through.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so what's interesting. So a couple of things is I saw, I've been following Sabrina, uh, you know, for a couple of years with her career at Oregon and also her friendship with Kobe Bryant. And so I was immediately like a lot of people, Hey, when she has cards, um, I want to, I want to invest in it. Um, And I hadn't realized that Prism hadn't been made for the WNBA before. So we've seen a lot of talk around, you know, people's first Prism cards. Uh, So look, this product was going to be a lot of people's first Prism cards. So there was pre-sales for cases. Um, It was about $1,500 a case, and I bought two of them. Um, And then I I realized i made a pretty good buy once all the key distributors were sold out of it. Um, and so what's nice here is that I'm going to sell one of my cases. So one of the cases is actually in route to Probstein. He's, that's the consignment service I use to sell a lot of my my more high-end stuff. Um, so that will be hitting the auction block next week. I imagine it'll go for three grand. Um, maybe it could go for a little bit more now that people are seeing that these hobby boxes really are loaded with color parallels. So what's nice is that this is really just playing with the house's money. Um, so what I like to do with, with, with product like this, I'll probably open up four total boxes initially. So I've opened up two, probably open up two more over the next couple of days. And then I just store the rest on a shelf. And it's like, but over the next three years, that, that'll literally be how long it takes me to get through the, the other eight boxes. Um, Cause I like to see how they might appreciate, right? Uh, so I don't want to open them all now, uh, kind of just kind of see how the product sort of, you know, kind of matures. The strategy of my two cases
0: so I'm assuming most most guys and most people that collect cards really don't know much of the WNBA players so besides Sabrina who are kind of the main WNBA players that they should be looking for if they choose to pick up a box and open up this product
1: well so what I was surprised by is like I actually knew more players of the players than I thought because keep in mind the NCAA final four the women's final four does get decent media attention um, and so they're like you know uh, Skylar Diggins, uh, Brittany Griner, uh, Candace, uh, Candace Parker, you know, there's about six, there's six players veterans who you're like, oh, I, for- I forgot about her, I forgot about her, I forgot about her. Obviously, Sue Bird, uh, Diana Taurasi, you know, I mean, these are, you know, these are like Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi are, are, are basketball Hall of Famers. I mean, they will be in, in, in the Hall of Fame. And then also this year's rookie class is apparently pretty stacked. Um, I actually did watch the draft. It was uh, during the pandemic. It was, uh, you know, uh, the virtual setup. Um, and so I remember some of these players being drafted and, and look like it, it seems like it's a pretty talented group. Um, so, you know, what I did uh, which I usually don't do is I actually just started as I was going through the packs, I was building out teams so that a I could like just stay organized and be learn a little bit about the players. And I think that's kind of one of the fun things about this product is if I'm opening up a box of NBA or NFL or pretty much anything, hockey is a little bit different. So that's like a hockey where like I actually need to turn over the cards and read the player stats to really understand where they are. So, um, you know, to me that was fun, just learning more about different players. But I think about this product really as like, you know, family bonding. Um, You know, nice for something to go through with someone, you know, goddaughters or nieces and, you know, really focusing – you know, getting that segment into the hobby, uh, you know, and show that it's not completely male, male dominated. Right. All right, well, let's,
0: let's get to the question that everybody has kind of got on their mind here is are WNBA cards something that could potentially go up in value? Is it something that people should be picking up? Are these, you know, short flips? Are these long-term holds? Tell us your thoughts on the, the back-end investment strategy that you're kind of
1: running through in your own head. Right. So I think there's a couple of ways to look at it. Firstly, I do view this as a longer term sort of play, more or less, uh, for a couple of reasons. One, you know, I think the league's going to see a lot of growth. Um, it's very sad to think about, you know, Kobe Bryant's daughter passing in that tragic accident. But a lot of these players, you know, Kobe Bryant grew up with the, with the WNBA being a thing. So, you know, because you know, he, he you know, he's my age or whatnot. So the WNBA came out, what was it like 94? You know, so, like, we, we always knew about it. Uh, so it wasn't really foreign to us. And so that means it was an acceptable product for him to introduce his daughter to. So you have this generation of players that have daughters who, whereas before it might be like, no, you should play soccer, you should play tennis. You know, the WNBA is not really a thing. Well, the WNBA is now a thing. And so I think, like, we're just going to see, you know, players and, celebrities' daughters playing in the WNBA. So I think that th- that's that's some real long-term potential for the, for the league. You know, another tidbit is, um, you know, the owner of the Nets bought the Liberty from the Knicks and moved them to Barclays Center. And with the move to Barclays Center plus Sabrina, there have been rumors of some pretty high-profile courtside seat buyers, one being Jay-Z. And so you think about Jay-Z owning courtside seats to Liberty, he has a daughter, you know, and and he probably wants her to be influenced by – you know, talented young women, uh, just the way a lot of men bring their sons to games is to have them have role models or whatnot. So I think it's going to become a lot less, um, you know, unique. I guess you could say that it's going to become a lot more common for dads and daughters to enjoy WNBA games together. I think we're going to see that. I think guys like Jay-Z will be leaders in in, in that sort of way. Um, The other thing too is, uh, you know, as cards have grown, I mean, like, it, just the collecting base has grown. I mean, you know, uh, the, uh, just the widespread of ages, you know, and so I, I definitely think we're seeing more women collectors enter the market, and this seems like this would be a, a nice natural fit. Um, so it's really betting on the league. Um, now, one concern is, you know, we saw, like, it could make me feel a little bit like 2001 uh, golf when like that stuff really hit the market because of Tiger and there is SP and there is the base cards and they overproduced it. And then like golf cards went away altogether for like, you know, I mean, just, I mean, when was the last set like 2007 and now we're just now getting upper deck making PGA cards again. So that's, that's, that's of some concern is that Panini either loses the license and it expires or like they just don't make it again. But I mean, there've been consistent WNBA products. It just hasn't really been marketed the way this has been marketed. So this could be problematic if if it goes away and there's not consistency of, of of WNBA cards being made. Um, And then, you know, I I think that the other uh, interesting factor is, you know, the TV viewership of the WNBA oftentimes beats major league soccer and major league soccer oftentimes beats major league baseball, depending on the market. Mm. So, you know, there, this is not that like tertiary off the side of a sport as, as we might think quite frankly.
0: That's, a, that's an interesting point. Jimmy. I did not know that. And it sounds like the way you're telling me though, is this is like, this is a long-term play for people that, Maybe have already had their collections kind of established. They have some money that they can sit on these for a while. But if we're talking like the 18 to 21 year old kit card kid flippers, this is probably not the product for them. Correct?
1: Probably not. But you know what I, I, I kind of, you know, bite my tongue a little bit just because of the fact that um, because the color parallels um, you know, this, There's not a lot of this product, you know, so you're able, and again, I'm sure someone on blowout forums or one of the other great baseball card forums has done the math, but based on the, based on the, they can figure out how many, how many base cards there are, more or less based on the way cards are falling into packs. I think it's just going to turn out there really wasn't a lot of this made. Now, what we've seen with, with Prism and other products is that they stopped making hobby because a lot of those color parallels are obviously numbered, Uh, And so they kind of like make hobby and then they just let retail run. And there's just tons and tons of retail that doesn't have the numbered parallels in it. I could maybe see them cranking up the presses on it, but I think they're probably done with it. I think they had one print run and it is what it is. Um, So it might make sense for, if you see it in target, maybe buy a couple blasters and just sit on it. You know, I I don't see a real harm in that. Um, Barring Sabrina, being a really big bust. And like, I kind of write off this season, she was injured. It was a bubble scenario, you know, um, you know, unless she's really a big bust, I mean, this product's gonna have a lot of value. Cause again, you have the first prisms of there's probably four or five hall of famers truth be told in the product.
0: All right. Well, let's move on to a, another hall of fame product that you really like is this soup that you've been talking yes. about on Instagram. Apparently you got 20 some DMs so that people agree with you and love this soup here. What yeah. is this soup and why is it so good?
1: Well, so soup's underrated apparently because no, I one, agree. no one ever talks about soup, but then I post soup and like my, I've never had, I actually it's probably the most active my DMs have ever been. <laughs> uh, so, you know, firstly, I, I do a lot as a single man, I do a lot of my grocery shopping in Target because I'll go every once in a while and, what hit, what hit retail? Oh, so two random products have hit blasters. The WNBA, I haven't spotted it in retailers. I'm assuming it's out because um, Fanatics on their website, Fanatics was selling blasters. And I, I picked up some of those that have a Fanatics parallel, uh, but also Topps Chrome WWE is getting really good reviews this year. Uh, and there are blasters of that. So um, uh, I was just making a target run and I was uh, it's kind of chilly for Houston. It was like sixty degrees. It's like not in any soup in a while, so I went to the soup aisle. And uh, my goal is to not have to use a pot, right? Let's minimize. So I'm, I'm minim- then I'm minimally focused on like the containers. And it's right by the chunky, which is pretty good. Chunky is pretty good. Um, but this stuff it's it, it's big. It was a bigger jar, so like it was actually going to be like enough for a meal. Uh, very simple. And actually, I I complained about the sodium. It's actually relatively low sodium uh, for other soups. So, uh, look, man, two bucks, 39 cents or whatever it was per little, per little package. It's called the kettle slow kettle by Campbell's. Uh, so yeah, you know, uh, I'm not Donovan McNabb. Uh, so I'm, I don't have an with, 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 uh, the Campbell's <laughs> brand, but highly recommend it. So if you go to target, that's the thing I can do is like, I don't want to have to like made, cause keep on a target. Like you have to park and generally targets are pretty busy. So like you're parking, you're walking, Thankfully, the target I go to, the card aisles near the front. I know some stores, they have cards in the front and also a secondary pile of cards in the back. So if like you hoof it all the way to the back of, to the electronics, you can't walk out of the store empty handed, you know? So here's, you know, get some soup, you know? <laughs> well, it sounds like you're going to need some energy if you got to open
0: up uh, 1700 cards here at some point here.
1: Yeah. Well, so actually my birthday is next week and, um, uh, I splurged a little bit, um, is I usually stay away from those high-end products where it's like three cards a box. Oh yeah. Right. The ROIs, you know, so like tops dynasty Terrible. one. You know, they look cool, but I mean there's absolutely no chance of having an ROI. So it's like, look, for my for my for my birthday, since I couldn't really do a, a party due to the, the pandemic, I was like, I'll you know, have a couple my couple of my best friends over. And I was like, I'll it's it's like eating junk food, right? <laughs> well. you, you know, your hobby your hobby uh, collecting cannot do these one pack, one card pack products. But um, interestingly, and again, this kind of a collecting tip is, generally when I send stuff to ComC, it's stuff I really don't care about. So I won't say that it's like free money for me, but COMC you can cash out with a credit with blowout. So I didn't feel as guilty about buying these $500 boxes of Dynasty that probably have a $100 card in it at best. Like if that was coming out of like my real budget, I would have felt horrible because I know how bad of a deal it is. But um, I, I splurged, so I bought some of that stuff like T- Tops Tier 1, Tops Dynasty, those boxes where there's one to three cards in it. Um, but I also bought some older hoops. So I bought a box of 2012 hoops that has the Anthony Davis in it. I've actually never opened that product. Uh, you know, so, so I, will, I will probably need some energy next weekend to get through uh, my, birthday, my birthday box opening.
0: <laughs> all right well hey Patrick thanks again for coming on and talking WNBA cards I, I, I think this is going to be a great topic for some people I never thought we'd be talking about stuff like this but I know there's probably people looking for this so I appreciate you sharing your information uh, with us here again you can follow him on Instagram at VP Ryan collection and also over there on Twitter at P Ryan Texas Patrick thanks again for coming on man
1: thanks Matt I appreciate it
0: Well, thanks again for watching the uh, interview with Patrick. I hope you guys got a lot of information out of that. Again, make sure to give him a follow over there on Instagram and also Twitter. Uh, And also visit my website, powersportsmobilia.com. And also give me a follow over there on Instagram, at Powers Autographs. And go and pick up some of that soup that Patrick was talking about. Apparently, it's really good. See you guys on the next episode.